there's a couple of interesting tidbits of uh, information I wanted to share with you. Okay. Hopefully there would be. Uh, otherwise, the podcast would be kind of boring. I suppose you have a point. It would be. What's on your mind, brother, man? What are these tidbits? Uh, yes. Uh, so, this was something that I, I found um, earlier in the week. Actually, it's the beginning of the week. So, I think I just found it like yesterday. <laughs> Makes sense. All the days seem, seem to uh, blend together at times. You homies know how it goes. But... This is something that was interesting that I found uh, because when I saw it, uh, I was like, my first thought was, oh, this is interesting. And then I was like, I completely disagree with this list. So what I found uh, was a meme that someone made and posted. And it was a meme of, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the lowest scored MCU films. And this was all uh, to do with the Eternals, of course, and with the Eternals uh, about to come out to uh, public release in just a few short days here. We'll be covering that, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Eternals uh, apparently isn't doing too well critically. Um, uh, It is uh, currently sitting at the the lowest uh, scored MCU film on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, currently sitting at 63%. And the meme showed like the six lowest uh, rated MCU films according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and I wanted to share these with you and get your thoughts. Sure. Uh, so kind of. So let me preface uh, your reading of the list with a question: mm. What is it that you don't agree with the the movies in particular, or the fact that they're the bottom tier of Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, like you're saying, like oh, these definitely aren't the six worst movies. Or, because that's what I imagine is what you're saying. Or you think like, wait a minute. These are the lesser ones on Rotten Tomatoes? There's got to be something lesser than this on Rotten Tomatoes uh, regarding the Marvel MCU products. It's kind of the same question, right? Like, No, no. What I'm imagining is like, you're about to read off the six and it's like, no, wait. This MCU movie surely has a worse grade. Or are you saying that since these guys are rated as the worst movies, that they're definitely not um, the worst of the bunch? Uh, yeah, the the latter. Okay, yeah. I got you. That's why I figured you were asking. Okay, okay. Because it's like I, brother, I don't know the Rotten Tomato scores. Um, I know what the fuck it should be, but that's exactly kind of like what you were saying. Like, oh well, that's just us prefacing with like what we think should be, you know, the bottom tier trash of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's up, man? Uh, So, of course, they have the Eternals on here, uh, sitting at 63%. uh, Thor the Dark World at 66%. Mm -hmm. The Incredible Hulk at 67%. Mm. Iron Man 2 at 72%. Thor 1 at 77%. And Age of Ultron at 76%. Those are, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the, the lowest... Rated MCU films. Where's Ant-Man? Or Ant-Man Sorry. 2? Like, there's no Ant-Man on that list. Is it too, is, is Ant-Man so small in this equation that you can't see him? <laughs> I mean... What's up? You're talking 60s. I mean, where are the single digits at? <laughs> I mean, bro, we're missing something here. 
Because both the Ant-Men deserve, deserve to be somewhere in the bottom tier. Both of them? Both of them. Fuck them both, man. <laughs> Fuck them both. One's a cliche, the other's worse. And the first one's a cliche. And I know this is opinionated at this point. Ragnarok wouldn't be on that list. Just because Ragnarok itself was a fun movie, even though it was not a great comic book movie. And Captain Marvel is just not a fun movie or a great comic book movie at all. So <laughs> bottom bottom tier, probably not. Bottom six, fuck yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the list doesn't make... I mean, first off, Thor is on the list. Mm-hmm. Dark World, okay, I, I can give him that. Iron Man 2, I can give him that too. Um, I, I can't. How can yeah. you have Iron Man two and not Iron Man three on this list? Oh, that's true. That's true. You got you got it there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, add one to the two, and then that makes more sense. Because I would take Iron Man two over three. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would take Iron Man over any of them any day, mm-hmm. but you get the point. Uh, yeah. So this is it, this is a very interesting list here uh, because when I look at the list, obviously I haven't seen the Eternals yet. I can't judge it. No, that, uh, that's the but, only part that I'm kind of like up in the air about too. But looking at the remainder of the list here, the other five, uh, I mean, I I don't remember distinctly not enjoying any of these. And right. it, it literally baffles me that Age of Ultron made the list. Well, let's ask, uh, we got to ask this, brother man. When did Disney buy out um, Rotten Tomatoes? I don't think they own Rotten Tomatoes. No, 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 no. When did they make the deal with Rotten Tomatoes to say, hey, rate our shit better? <laughs> I mean... We, we have no evidence. We have no evidence. Support. I'm half joking, yeah. but I'm also very serious. They obviously have done some concocted manipulative bullshit. And it had... Notice all those movies are generational. There's nothing newer on that list. Um, yeah, The Eternals would be the newest. Uh, also... Interesting to note, uh, I believe that number seven on, on, on their list, like if, if this list had an extra slot, sure. according to Rotten Tomatoes, I believe the lowest one would be Black Widow, which is also interesting. That would, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a very poorly made list. It was, this is a very shitty made list. Yeah. Uh, wait, who, who made the list? Rotten Tomatoes, technically, because these are their okay, scores. Okay, okay, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't know if like BuzzFeed brought this to light or some shit, because this sounds like some clickbait BuzzFeed would try to fan out to the public. Um, but you said it was a meme. Yeah. Yeah, which makes, you know, that that's more sense to, to not shit on BuzzFeed for tonight. Uh, we'll shit on them another night. And, yeah, I don't know. That's just, just kind of a, a piss-poor list. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I thought this was a very interesting list because, you know, similar to you, like I never really paid that much attention to Rotten Tomatoes simply because I think they're full of shit. Right, and they're more, bought out. Yeah. Again, I have no evidence to support that. I mean, it, I don't have evidence to, to <laughs> not support that either, sadly. I got more evidence to support that in my mind than I do not, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, now, do I believe that there is potentially some uh, some stock in that theory? Oh, fuck yeah, there's Dagon Credence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've always been very... No, that's not true. I haven't been interested in, in Rotten Tomatoes ranking <laughs> or scoring, but I've always... I have found it uh, bizarre how they come to their conclusions 
it is also curious to note how with certain things, and, some, and sometimes these things are MCU products, sometimes they're, you know, from other studios, how certain, uh, whether it be film or, or movies or television shows, um, how there'd be a large discrepancy, a wide berth between uh, the fan score versus the critic score. And, and then you'll see that there'll be a certain number amount of reviews added to the list, which of course would alter the percentages, but the amount that the percentages are altered don't match up with the number of new reviews. Okay. So in other words, what I'm getting at is that at, at times it does look like there is tampering done on Rotten Tomatoes' part. Now, again, I'll be damned. Not accusing them of doing such a nefarious thing. But because, isn't that kind of what we're doing in this conversation? <laughs> I mean, well, I'm more or less picking fun at how in the world these five came to that conclusion, but it is also interesting to note that not only did they choose, uh, I, should, I guess shouldn't say chose, but not only did they have a very kind of arbitrary list of movies. Uh, that are coincidentally ranked lowest, but notice how their lowest ranked movie, nothing is 50 or lower. Everything is 60 or higher. Yeah, which is shit. <laughs> and I'm like, so... I, no, keep keep hmm. talking. I'm, I'm going to do some research, yeah. yeah so, uh, I don't know. To me, it's just... Um, I thought this was very interesting because, like, their their list is so bizarre because, again, I think if you ask, you know, most diehard MCU fans, I'm not talking about even the comic nerds, uh, if you just asked MCU fans or, or fans of, of cinema in general what the six worst MCU films are, and, again, taking out the Eternals, so we'll say the worst five. Right, right. I don't think that... I don't think that hardly anyone will come together with this same list. As a matter of fact, I don't feel confident saying that. I don't think that anyone would walk away with this same list. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the order be damned. I don't even give a shit about, like, how, how you would rank those five. I don't think anyone will walk, will walk away saying that, yeah, Age of Ultron, Thor 1, Iron Man 2, Thor 2, and The Incredible Hulk are the just shittiest right. bottom barrel trash Movies. So, in, in doing some quick on mic research here, uh, I it does pr- uh, it does add another question that I need to uh, fan out because some of the fans out there listening might know a little bit more about Rotten Tomatoes than we do because I just learned something myself. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes has two scoring factors. Yeah, the, one is technically for the critics, one's for the fans. Correct. Yes. Now that list is that made of the uh, th- tomato is- critics themselves. Or the actual fandom. No, th- this is this is again from, from the critics' perspective. Got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So funny enough, because that list is further bullshit. Because I'm looking up some movies here. One, they said Black Widow had a 91 percent acceptance rate from the fandom, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> Two, Captain Marvel, the other movie that we were for sure saying no, that deserves to be on the list, mm-hmm. has a 79 on their own meter and a fucking 45. On the audience fandom. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it goes back to earlier when I was referencing how it, look, it looks how at certain points there's tampering done yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes' part. Uh, but again, I'm just saying that it looks that way. I'm not saying that they actually do such a thing, but it does appear that... He yeah. won't, I will. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but anyway, you know, I thought that that was really interesting. Uh 
And you know what? What else? Uh, or I guess I should say what I also thought was interesting as well uh, was just the Eternals in general, and how as we get closer to the release date of this movie, how uh, more people have been. What's up? What'd you say was Iron Man two score on your list? Uh, seventy two. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, but you were saying, please. Uh, yeah. So with the Eternals, like the thing that's been interesting about it uh, recently is that. As uh, more people have been going to press screenings or whatnot and viewing the movie, um, I mean, it does seem to have, have been getting kind of a mixed bag of reviews from, I guess, critics or fans or whatnot. And uh, the closer we get to the release date of The Eternals, uh, the more I realize that uh, even more than Shang-Chi, actually way more than Shang-Chi, uh, way more than most movies, I, I just certainly... Uh, uh, realize that I really, really need and want the Eternals uh, to do extremely well. Uh, hopefully, the fan reception for the movie when it does officially release is overwhelmingly positive, and hopefully uh, it makes enough money to, um, you know, justify further ventures in the future. Amen, dude. I mean, especially if this movie is what we think it is, that would be amazing that this breaks the seal with the fandom. Because fuck what the critics say, mm-hmm. you know. Critics can be paid off. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason why I want the Eternals to do really well, other than the fact that I would, you know, really like to see a, a cool movie involving, you know, one of Jack Kirby's creations, um, but even more so to the point, I want this movie to do well because whether it be for better or for worse, one of the common things being said about the movie is that it breaks the seal or breaks the cycle for what a typical MCU movie is like. Amen. It's like the same shit we've been droning out for a couple of years now. Like, man, that Marvel formula. But see, that that's kind of the problem, though, because with the way that it's being presented right now, the uh, this movie isn't slated to do well at all. Um, so if that's the case, then why would Marvel in the future ever want to deviate? No, that's, that's exactly you know. true, but fuck what the critics say, because it's mm-hmm. the fans that are going to make the producers and the staff money, you know? The critics, I mean, dude, fuck them two ways till Sunday, you know? I mean, come <laughs> on, what are we doing? Yeah. Because it, it's not going to be Rotten Tomatoes, ooh, mm. that decides whether or not Hollywood or MCU or Kevin Feige want to invest in another one of these products. It's going to be my wallet. It's going to be your wallet. It's going to be you, your wallet listening right now. You know, it's going to be our devotion to say, fuck yeah, I want to go buy a daggum ticket. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know how else to make that more relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with these press screenings, it isn't just uh, critics. Like, True. It's, True. It's been critics and fans both who have been kind of giving a bit of a mixed bag, which is why I'm, I'm concerned about the movie. Mm. And uh, hopefully the movie uh, is not only good in our eyes because, I mean, damn, everyone knows there's a lot of movies out there that a lot of people enjoy that we hate and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this movie isn't just good by, you know, our... Highly esteemed standards, uh, but hopefully the movie does well all the way around, and hopefully this will give, you know, uh, the people at Marvel 
more, uh, I guess, more rope to work with. Yeah, more encouragement mm-hmm. as well to, to experiment. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. To uh, uh, to do things differently. Now, I am curious. Obviously, I'm curious to see the Eternals, but uh, I'm curious for a couple of reasons. One, to see, <laughs> oh boy, like wh- how did you cherry pick which parts of Kirby's uh, book? that you, you know, wanted to incorporate and which parts did you just completely throw away? I'm curious to see that for sure. Yes. Uh, I'm curious also, though, to see, uh, aesthetically speaking, did you try to incorporate Kirby's art style and, and how he displays his, his colors and, uh, and like, his abstract uh, materials in the book? Did you try to put that in in the movie? Uh, or is it just kind of, uh, you know, monotone? Um, I, I'm curious also, though, to see... You know, with the Eternals also, like how, um, how is this necessarily different from anything in the MCU? Because again, people keep throwing around that phraseology, man. This is this breaks the formula for the MCU, you know, or saying something to that extent. I want to know exactly how. Yeah, that would be exciting. Mm-hmm. That would, that would. But hey, we'll find out on uh, November fifth, whenever the movie hits uh, theaters across the country. Uh yes. Um, we need to get our tickets. It should be the fourth. So well, for us, the fourth. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so that is just a, a little bit of interesting news on the MCU front, and we're going to continue it in just a little bit after the introduction. Homies, welcome back to the Superhero Homies podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another pleasant day of recording and discussing the content we like most. Comic books and superheroes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here today, homies, we have another special treat for you. We think all our treats are special. Uh, Hopefully you do too. Uh, But today's episode, we're talking about... The Guardians of the Galaxy, specifically the latest video game uh, to hit all the consoles. Hell yeah. Uh, this game came out uh, just last, uh, was it Tuesday or Thursday? I forget what day games come out on. One of those days last week, just a few days ago. Had to be last Thursday, actually. That makes more sense. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just came out last uh, Thursday. And uh, this was a game that... Uh, comparatively speaking, from my perspective, had a um, a, a kind of a quiet release when you compare it to, you know, other AAA titles or, hell, when you compare it to anything that has kind of the the marketing machine behind it like a a Marvel product would. Yeah. Uh, But no, so the game came out and uh, this has been a game where a lot of people, I think, have been... Uh, really gun shy on, didn't really know what to make of it, didn't know if it'd be worth their time. Uh, and again, there hasn't been a whole lot of press on this game. Uh, again, comparatively speaking, if you compare it to, uh, you know, uh, the Avengers or even Spider-Man that came out back in 2018. Right. Uh, I feel like Guardians hasn't been getting nearly as much press. Let me ask you this. Have you seen uh, like a lot about the game in the no in the past few not even. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I have not seen shit on news. I have not seen shit on, like, Facebook. Not even uh, memes about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, which is frankly surprising. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I, I kind of felt the same way. I wasn't sure if it was just me and like my algorithm, but I'm like, why wouldn't a, a comic book thing show up on my algorithm of all? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what's going on there, but um, nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. And I gotta be honest, the only reason I knew about this game is because, like, on my uh, on my YouTube, I follow a lot of. Uh, game reviewers like there's a handful that I really trust and, and like to uh to listen to to pick their minds. Yeah. And uh yeah, so a few months ago I saw that oh okay, there's gonna be a Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Interesting. And uh this game uh is made in part by Square Enix and uh, the company that is doing all the heavy lifting is uh Idios Montreal. Uh, so Square, I, I guess Square just has some kind of deal with Marvel. I mean, we know that uh, was it last yeah last year. Um, it was uh, Square Enix in association with Crystal Dynamics that did the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, a little over a year later, and here is, is a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Well, I I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, this is not Square's first time in bed with Disney. That's true. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they worked uh, with Disney for too many uh, Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> How many, brother? Oh, what? Oh, oh, what I say? I said too many. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I fucking meant it. They should have stopped that too. <laughs> Dadgum assholes. Oh uh, man. I was gonna say this is what your parents said, but I, I don't. I don't dislike your sister. That, that'd be really. That'd be really mean. That would be really mean. But technically, they would have stopped after me, so that's cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, so guys, uh, I just realized how that sounded. Damn, I'm. Ooh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> hey, you know, I you know let that let that nar- uh, that narcissist side fly. It was more like I was uh, insulting the fuck out of my younger sibling, but okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this Guardians of the Galaxy video game, guys, um, I have had the uh, the pleasure to try this game out. Uh, I've been playing it since its uh, release date, and uh, I gotta say, I've been thoroughly enjoying this game. Fuck yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is a game that I think is of. By all measures, I think it's a, a very high-quality game. It's a very high-standard game. Uh, I feel that, like, this game, if I had to to kind of uh, make a comparative chart for those of you who have played the other superhero video games, but not this one, uh, I, I don't think it's quite as good as Spider-Man, uh, but it is leagues better than Avengers. Not, not even a comparison. <laughs> not even fair. Um... Actually, that's one of the uh, common jokes we kind of keep falling back on. Mm. Um, because I, I have the pleasure of watching Q play this game. Uh, I did not buy it on release day. But you bet bet your bottom dollar that I am going to purchase it eventually because it has been a riot. It has been awesome just even watching the game. It unfolds so well, uh, unlike the Avengers game. Between the two, if you, you haven't have bought to, that game yet either, when are you going to buy that one? I'm not going to buy that fucking game. <laughs> I don't like to buy trash. Yeah, no. Like, between the two games, it's not even a fair comparison. It is it is worlds different. Uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy video game is dope. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's really interesting because, like, when I was, you know, kind of piecing together 
what to say about this game tonight, I had to really distance myself from the idea of just giving a dissertation about why Guardians of the Galaxy game is better than Avengers. <laughs> ha. Ha. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is just, it's so damn interesting. And I'm like, is it because of Crystal Dynamics? Like, is it their fault uh, that the Avengers game sucked so much? Um, again, Idios Montreal, uh, they just did a really great job with this game here. Now, what happened was Idios Montreal, of course, Montreal based in Canada, they, they saw the shit that America was putting itself through and said, man, I feel, sorry. I feel so sorry for the Americans. We got to give them something. We got to <laughs> give them something, you know? Uh, is Crystal Dynamics American? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that could be the second half of the joke. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll look them up. Yeah. Uh, but no, anywho, what I really appreciate about this game, uh, first and foremost, was it doesn't feel it doesn't feel lazy or derivative. I really like when, as a nerd of something, when you can tell that the creators are also nerds of that something as well. Yes, by the way, Crystal Dynamics is American. Oh, well, thank you for that, brother. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> uh, but the people who made this Guardians game, like, they are clearly very much big fans of the game, and so much that, like, I was questioning, like, man, did they get, did they get, like, some of the OG comic writers to put this, this storyboard together? Uh, because from the way that the story is laid out, from the way that the characters are written, to the dialogue, to the Easter eggs, to the lore, they do such a tremendous job of stringing everything together. And and from that perspective, it is very similar to the Arkham series or the again the Spider Man uh, game that came out in 2018. Uh, they're they're all very similar in in the uh, fact that they take so much of the essential lore and even the deep cut lore from the comic book. So the creators can tell they're such fans of those IPs, but they do such a great job of mingling that lore together in with the story that they're trying to tell. And it becomes a seamless thing. Uh, So it becomes like a really cool thing. Um, And I feel like this guardians game does a tremendous job of that. And with the superhero game in particular, one of the biggest things that you need is that immersion factor, man. Like, if you can't become immersed in a superhero game, if you can't feel like you're playing as whatever character, then for me, then it's, it's not, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it, it kind of falls flat, you yeah. know, as many superhero games in the past have. Because heaven knows that, you know, um, for some reason in the past number of decades, uh, video game companies have had a hard time creating something as encapsulating as the superhero movies are in a daggum video game, you know? Yeah. Uh, some of them have fallen really fucking flat. Mm. But it's so awesome and powerful when the game finally rises above that pitfall and captures your attention so fucking well, so powerfully, dude. And that's exactly what this journey's been, even for myself. And I haven't even played the damn thing. You know, I love watching it so much. Yeah, uh, and it's most because it's it's a great story with characters who uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's another really brilliant thing that this game does. You know, just looking at it from a character perspective, even. Uh, they do such a great job of 
not just taking the lore from the comics, but they also take enough from the movies so that it's familiar to people who have maybe even only just seen the movies. And so they do, uh, they do a really great job of, of blending the, the movies and the comics together and to, and to make something uh, that is familiar for everybody. And, uh, and again, like the Easter eggs in this game are, I mean, they're, they are all over bountiful. the place. Yes, oh, they are yeah. bountiful. Yes. Uh, very much so. And, of course, I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, my spoiler alert, not really, but there's a section of the game where you get to just go through kind of like a, a museum set up by the collector. And you get to kind of look at some of the uh, exhibits on display in the collector's museum. And just walking through there and seeing uh, so many things in there that, like, for certain comic nerds would, would get and, and do like the, the Leo DiCaprio reaction where he's pointing at the TV screen. <laughs> uh, there's so many of those moments and, uh, it, and it's not just there in the collector's museum, but it's strewn all throughout the game. If you keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, just from uh, the, uh, the standpoint of knowing your lore and encapsulating it and but putting your own spin on it, uh, this game does every bit as well with it, again, as the Spider-Man game or as the Arkham series have done. Uh, so from that perspective, the game definitely gets an A++ uh, in my book in terms of uh, weaving together their own narrative based off of existing lore. Apparently something that's really hard to do because we don't get a lot of that in video games that yeah. you know, have existing IPs. Yeah. The evidence would, would point to the idea that it is excruciatingly difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, thank you. Um, what the name? What, what? Which company was this again? Uh, Idios Montreal. Thank you. Yes, Idios Montreal. Uh, all I think about was Crystal again. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Idios. Yes. Yeah. They deserve the, the praise in this particular example. Uh, them and the storyboard writers, whomever put that together, mm-hmm. which you're right, that they might have actually, uh, you know, uh, roped in some of the OG writers themselves and said, hey, you know, let's get you in on this brain trust. What's going on, you know? What would, do you think should happen? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's brilliant because, like, either, either you have passionate nerds who know their shit, right, or you'd be smart enough to get the people who do. Yeah. But again, for some reason, <laughs> it's fucking hard to do that. <laughs> it seems to be something very hard to do just based off of things we've seen in the past. And present. And present, yeah. And future. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's just depressing. I made myself uh, sad. Yeah. Yeah. But hell, that, that's a cue, no no pun on me intended, but that's a cue <laughs> that even uh, even movies should take. Yeah. I right. mean. That, that is a you movie should take. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pun on you, by the way. <laughs> you don't say. Yep. Oh. You set me up, I all you. There we go. Uh, but it, for me, it's always been baffling how... You know, whether it be a, a movie company or, you know, or, or whatever kind of medium we get, how if there's an existing intellectual property, how the idea is really, hey, let's get somebody in on this who really knows how to tell this story, who really knows this this property. Right. And instead, the, the idea always seems to be, well, we can just change this, flip this, twist this, and no one will really be the wiser. We're not trying to appeal to people who would like that anyway. That always seems to be... Which seems really like a dumb phrase whenever you realize they're talking about a nerd product that they want to sell to nerds. 
seems really counterintuitive. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it seems like the dumbest shit. Like, you just read that in a newspaper or comic somewhere. Just like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Peter Jackson with the Lord of the Rings series, obviously Tolkien wasn't around for him to sit down with, mm-hmm. but he didn't let that stop him. I mean, well, he, he still didn't sit down with Tolkien. But what I mean is, <laughs> it, he didn't just say, well, fuck it. You know, we'll just, you know, we'll fill in the blanks. No, he, he went and, and spoke to the people who would know. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's just some shit that's just really, really important. And I can't say this enough. I really hope that the Eternals is good. But back to the <laughs> back to the matter at hand. Right. There's a lot of heavy laden symbolism in tonight's discussion. There is. Yeah. But this isn't that doesn't just apply to potentially what the Eternals could or couldn't be. It's a lot of movies out there's there. There's a lot of movies. Yeah. And there's a lot of future movies that are going to be out there that this is gonna to pertain to as well. Mm-hmm. Because it needs to be celebrated when someone does it fucking correctly. Yeah. 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 Um Big, big difference between putting your own spin on something and just fucking changing it. Right. Big difference. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the the game gets an A++ from that perspective. At no point will you ever question the motives, decisions, or words spoken by any of the characters in the game mm-hmm. because it is all so much like them. Uh, so from a, an authenticity factor, you can't be mad at the game at all. It is right. fantastic. Let's talk about uh, one flavor uh the Guardians of the Galaxy hits, the Guardians of the Galaxy hits, that needs to be celebrated as well. Um, ever since the first movie, Guardians of the Galaxy itself, uh, you know, the the main crew has taken on somewhat of a comedic role for the MCU. Like they're they're not only the space badasses that go about and have awesome space adventures. They're also hilarious, and they're also like the comic relief team, right? That explore the MCU, you know. Mm-hmm. And heavens to Betsy, do they daggum make this game fucking hilarious? It they is are, truly. They hilarious. are so clever with their shit. <laughs> it's like the the thing that makes it so clever is that they genuinely surprise you as the player. As to where the fuck they go in certain situations. Right. And it is amazing. Yeah. It is so good. I can't spoil anything here. But it's just like, I'm sorry, Q, what the fuck is your character doing right now? You know? It's amazing, dude. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, and it's true. It's one of those moments, again, where it just it makes you feel like you're there with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And, and you don't feel like you're just watching a bunch of pixelated versions of characters that you enjoyed. No, you feel like you are watching those characters interact the way that you know they would. Oh yeah. And and again, yeah, you're right. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. And and then the, like <laughs> I said, there's also moments of, of random encounters. And then again, the beauty, the beauty of like these random just encounters that you would never expect is you're like, okay, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now, but Star Lord is acting the way that I would totally expect oh, Star Lord yep. to act in this situation. It's it's moments like that, moments of the, of character integrity and of story integrity mm-hmm. that just really uh, bolster up this game in, in every way. It, it really is such an undersung game. It is unfair how little publicity this game ha- is having right now. Because, mm-hmm. bro, if I had made this game, I would be screaming it on the fucking rooftops, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Literally, like billboards and my ass up on them saying, bro, look at this shit. Right. You over there. 
Come play this game, you know? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this game is amazing. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, and you just, you'd, you'd never be able to kind of guess where certain events lead. And I love yeah. how bold that they get with certain decisions in this game as well. There, there are legit character growth moments as well. So, like, these, and again, I meant to look it up to see who the fuck wrote this game like, was it Dan Abnett and, and Andy Lanning, like the guys who wrote the comics that most of the movies are based off of? You know, like, just because the the character growth moments are so real and, and heart uh, heartwarming and touching that they know how to do it without you as the player, as the audience, ever feeling like you're, uh, like you're being whiplashed in terms of tone. They transition so seamlessly that it, it works on just a really cool level. Uh, so they, they handle these things well. Again, they don't feel like caricatures. Thank goodness. They feel like actual characters mm-hmm. uh, who are multidimensional. Uh, I don't recognize these names. Maybe you will. Because I went ahead and just like uh, tried to look up uh, the Wikipedia page on the game and mm. see if the writers are any particular people that you recognize. I don't know those names out the gate, but heaven knows that's that's why I have you here, bud. Because you, <laughs> your superpower is you just fucking know these people. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know these guys. I, okay, I don't think that... that uh, yeah, I don't think that any of them are, are, are uh, comic book writers. Okay. So, and again, yeah, that just goes back. Like, you know, my early statement was like, you either... You either get somebody to write it who knows what they're doing, like a comic book writer, or you just already have nerds in house who who are passionate. And I guess this is one of those cases where we, we just have passionate nerds. So that's really cool that uh, they yeah. were able to pull something off like that. Mm. Uh, I, I was, I don't know. Man. I'm hoping that they did collaborate a little bit with the writers, but at the same time, even if they didn't, they knew the characters and kept to the character integrity of each member of the Guardians of the Galaxy so well mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, it's like, damn, they might as well have collaborated, you know? Yeah, and, and again, like, they clearly and obviously, they've read the comics. Oh, yeah. Like, they know their shit. Yeah. Uh, just from the Easter eggs alone, that itself is, like, prime evidence bragging on their comic knowledge before going into this. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many movies and video games I've played where I, where I wish I could have said they read the comics? Uh, <laughs> bro, actually, I, I if I went back and listened to every episode tonight that we have recorded, <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> I probably could have a tally for you. Like, yeah. All right, bro, so I kind of lost count after 200, but still. <laughs> right? Um, the day we talked about 200 movies, holy fuck. In a single episode? No, no, not. Oh, oh, oh I was like, oh. What? Excuse me, I like to not make myself insane. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, yeah, so this game does a really great job from a character and, and from a storytelling standpoint and even from a, a tonal uh, point of view as well. It's not just like a straight-up comedy. Uh, there are serious dramatic moments that have you know consequences for the rest of the story and whatnot, and they hit those beats really good. Um, and, uh, you know, earlier I mentioned how... Uh, this game, for me anyway, it feels like it is a perfect marriage between the Guardians and the comic books and the Guardians in the movies. 
And uh, I think that that was, uh, I don't know whose decisions that, that was, probably the, the director. Mm. Uh, but that was a great decision to make because what that does is uh, it it allows you to tap into the fan base from both, you know. So even for people who have just seen the movies, uh, they can play this game and thoroughly enjoy it and, and get the jokes and understand a lot of the references. And maybe even for people who maybe didn't enjoy the movies but love the comics, there's just a shit ton there there for them too. And so it's, there's something here for everybody is what I'm getting at here. Uh, and they did not pay us off. <laughs> um, right. So uh, moving on here, uh, the next thing I want to talk about here is the gameplay. And uh, the gameplay is something that going into this game, I was really concerned about. But I got to be honest, my fears uh, were mostly quelled once uh, I started playing the game. And I do think that the gameplay may be a bit of a mixed bag for some people uh, because with this game, and I have to be have to be honest here, I have to be clear with the homies, you technically only play as Peter Quill. You do not play as the other Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. You play as Peter, but you can give commands to the rest of your team. And by and when I say you can, I mean you definitely should, or else you will you will not. Right, you're not going to do great, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that decision because mm. I did notice that very early on that this is purely a Peter, a Peter Quill-driven narrative. But at the same time, uh, as kind of like the, the pseudo-makeshift leader of this rough scuffian group of people, um, he's also the most relatable element. Mm-hmm. He, he's literally like the human heart to the team. You yeah, know, which is great, which is very cool, and the game plays into that as well, which is awesome. You know, it does. Um, so, yeah. um, ultimately, even though you play as one character, you don't feel trapped because of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's fair. Um, it is, uh, but I, I do understand why there would be some frustrations from other players uh, who were expecting to play as the entire roster. Um, right, but, right. But just know if you haven't got the game yet, uh, and and you do want to pick it up, just know that you will only be playing as Peter. Uh, now that being said, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the gameplay. Uh, one concern that I had, and that I know a lot of other people had too, was going to be about like the, the depth of the gameplay. Like how how deep does this gameplay go? Well, even though you only play as Peter, Peter and the other four members of the team. Uh, all have full uh, kind of uh, ability trees that they can kind of go in and you can level up in. Uh, and there's, there, you know, there's different abilities that you can get. For Peter, uh, if you, you know, get enough crafting components, you can upgrade your guns. And I think there's somewhere between 15 and 20 different ways you can upgrade your, uh, your element guns. Nice. Um, and then there's also, there's a uh, kind of a pseudo strategic uh standpoint to the game as well because you have to figure out okay how do i hurt this person uh you know what what is said <laughs> what is said person's weakness and how do i best exploit it how to sound like a sociopath out of context <laughs> Fuck. you know how do i best hurt this person and find the heart of their weakness yes <laughs> how i need to figure that out Damn. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah. uh 
But yeah, so you do have to really figure out, okay, uh, would Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Peter, like who's best suited to, to kind of take down, you know, whatever kind of threats in front of yeah. you? And then figuring out from there, okay, which of their abilities is going to be best for the situation as well? Uh, so there, there is, um, again, kind of a pseudo-strategic standpoint to it. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, and even with Peter as well, like, thankfully... Like his gameplay itself, it isn't complicated, uh, but it's not bust, it's not button mashing either, uh, because if it was, then I, I I have some complaints about it. But it's more than just about shooting. With Peter, there's actually an, an, an element of melee, and then there's also uh, different elements that you will eventually get to use with the gun that adds another flavor of game of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, the gameplay, while again, like I, I don't think it's quite as complex as say, uh, you know, again, Spider Man can bring it to like another great Marvel game. Uh, I do think again that it is, in my opinion, it still felt a lot better than say the Avengers game. And again, like, uh, you know, going back to, you know, just going back to that game, the Avengers that is, like it just, uh, um. The Avengers game, no matter what you did, it felt like you were always fighting sponges. It, it just felt like you were always fighting enemies that ex- absorb whatever shit you put out there. Um, that, that's the problem with, with live... Uh, what, are those, what are those games called? Live service games. Games that are meant to be replayed over and over and over again and hunt for loot. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep just listening to you talk about the Avengers game. Fuck, man. <laughs> mm. How boring. Man. Fuck. God damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that game crashed and burned, man. And, uh, you know, I hate, uh, hate to say this, but it's like rightfully so. Like, I, I think that's the proper response to put out something that's essentially a glorified cash grab. Uh, but anyways... Uh, the Guardians game, thankfully, doesn't do that. It, it does avoid all of the the literal money pits that the Avengers game had. Uh, Guardians is in no way, shape, or form a live action game. There are no microtransactions. Uh, there, there are no uh, terrible, uh, purchasable, unlockable outfits. Yeah, there, there's none of that shallow shit. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's th- there's no coin that you can buy with real money to unlock stuff within the game. There's none of that shit in here. Right, right, right. You bought the game. Congratulations. You didn't buy a shell of the game that right. lets you buy more within. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you didn't do any of that. Good. Um, and, and again, like, it's... Even with the small shit that you think would be, you know, obvious and makes sense... Uh, the Guardian game does it so well, where again, Avengers didn't. Like, for example, if I'm playing as Peter Quill, Quill and I'm shooting a certain enemy, and I'm like, okay, this is doing fuck all against this bad guy. And then I summon Gamora to fucking chop him up. Does way more damage. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense against this type of metallic foe that my fucking blaster bolts just bounce right off this motherfucker, but Gamora right. can slice him up. Meanwhile, you play the Avengers game, it doesn't matter if you're playing as Thor or if you're playing as fucking Kamala Khan, you will do the same amount of damage to the same foes. Which is bullshit because <laughs> one of them has, you know, fucking lightning. 
Oh, and also, th- there's not a random fucking Marvel character who takes the spotlight in the <laughs> in the Guardians game. <laughs> like, I promise, everybody who shows up <laughs> has something to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Good. So, so th- there's not. I promise you, Kamala Khan doesn't force her way into the fucking story. <laughs> um, Watch right at the end. She's like, hi, I'm here too. Like, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> Holy shit. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, the, the, the gameplay is actually uh, a lot more fun and in-depth than I thought it was going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. That was... Uh, you know, my biggest hang-up with the game here. Uh, I didn't expect the combat to be nearly as fun as it was. Uh, here we are. I haven't beaten the game yet, but I am in the final chapter. Oh, yeah. So I'm almost there. Uh, I didn't expect uh, the game uh, to have as fun a gameplay as it does. And I also didn't expect the, the game to have so much banter in it as well. Oh, my gosh, dude. And we were talking about that earlier tonight as I was cooking dinner, uh, watching you just kind of, like, continue the game before recording here. Um Homies, they spent so much time and I'm sure so much money paying these voice actors who have done exceptionally well, by the way, uh, yeah. for countless hours upon hours of extra content of just like the team socializing and like bantering with one another. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's, it's so great. It's, it's, it's very rich. It's character developing. It's fucking hilarious. It's great. Like, there's there's random shit. And I'm sure there's so much banter you haven't encountered yet because you haven't done everything the game lets you do. Right. Because you kind of forget things every once in a while. You got to get a second playthrough to get the game and milk it for everything it's worth. But for even doing little extra things, you get... You, you earn extra fucking scenery of just the Guardians fucking around with one another. Yeah. It's so funny. Yes. <laughs> Like, literally, you, you know one of the countless things that the an RPG does where, like, you as the main character have to explore, like, every nook and cranny of the cave or some type of, like, uh, ship you're on or whatever the case may be for resources, for money, uh, to loot shit, etc. You all have, you know, anyone who's played a video game knows what I'm talking about. Uh, there's one hilarious scene, not not to, you know, oh, yeah. uh, cool. cut you or um, to spoil the game. Um, cut you short is what I meant to say. You're going to cut me? I'm going to cut you. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my toothpick? But, um, yeah, no, there's one point where it's like, you as Peter Quill, you're going off and you're collecting these resources, like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, to use to purchase, like, your perks and upgrades and everything like that. And then the team's just kind of like, where, where the hell's Peter going? Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it, I, I, and Peter's just like, nonchalantly you as the main character like you don't have to in, engage in the conversation your character just kind of does it sometimes automatically and he's like hey don't mind me i'm just kind of uh exploring real quick and rocky goes like oh dag flocking peter exploring yeah. everything <laughs> they have their own made-up curse words like flark to flark something and it's like oh flocking daggummit peter just flying around oh look at this cool pile of shit over here <laughs> yeah all the scut on the ground oh man this is gonna be great i gotta pick this up and it's like he carries it back to the ship, you know, and it's, <laughs> they, it's hilarious. They put so much thought into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, like what, what you just mentioned, Kevin, like that's just one of many times where like when you so go, when you go off the, many. when you go off the, the beating path and they have banter for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like so much of it lands too. like, it's, it's 
And it's like you mentioned earlier, like it's it's funny, but it's also informative and it's character building, mm-hmm. and uh, it's there for a purpose. And you also it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. You expect them to banter, uh, and everybody has their moments, man. Everyone, everybody does, does dude. Yeah. And everybody has such enriching, like one thing we haven't talked about, but definitely deserves some spotlight, bro. This game is not all like just just like fun, quick. Uh, fun quips and uh, and jokes and shit like that, right. bro. There are surprisingly some very emotionally cutting scenes. Yeah, just I mentioned like, that early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like I, I just have to testify oh, yeah. to it because it's like, oh my gosh, like, bro, this is some heavy shit. Right. Like, this this is hitting some home plates out there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. It is. Um, it's surprising the amount of of depth that they gracefully navigate in the story of this game. It is, man. Yeah. And uh and again, like I really appreciate stuff like that. And and even things like collectibles, like the way that the collectibles work in this game, you don't just collect them and you know, look at them in a the menu. You collect something and Peter goes, Oh, I think so and so really like this and then that starts a conversational piece, a special cutscene once you go back to the ship and, and talk to them about it. Like it's it's moments like that that are strewn throughout the game, uh, that I think are, are really awesome. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, the the banter is. <laughs> this is some of the best banter I've seen. Oh yeah, uh, in a long time in a video game. Hell yeah, yeah. it is yeah. super valuable. It is. Yeah. Again, I gotta compare it to to Spider Man. Like, Spider Man didn't talk to himself as much as he did. Uh, then, <laughs> then it wouldn't be in the running. Uh, right. But but Peter and, and and Miles, it's lonely when you swing, you know. So <laughs> if if they didn't talk to themselves so much, but right. they do, they do. Yeah. Uh, I know. So uh, yeah, the, the gameplay it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna blow your mind away or anything like that. But uh, it is definitely fun enough to keep you captively engaged throughout this playthrough. Uh, at least I haven't had any kind of I haven't hit that uh, that critical moment in a video game where. Holy shit! I even said this in the Avengers game. Huh? Uh, for the, our Avengers review, I said something to the extent of, and I loosely quote myself. Okay. Uh, the story here isn't bad. It's just too bad. I got to play more of the game to get it. I remember yeah, saying. Yeah, I remember that because I was just kind of <laughs> like, "Oh, that's, that's that's some good shit." Yeah, dude. Like the story is dope in this game. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay is super fun yeah. to continue playing just to uncover the story, you know? Right. Yeah. It's it's dope. Like, both just really support one another. Yeah. Uh, I, you never... I haven't hit that point where I'm like, oh, I really have to go through another wave of enemies. Like, they... Uh, you can tell when the game is doing it to kind of pad the runtime. Yep. Uh, and, and this, thankfully, isn't one of those moments... All the fights seem to make sense and to be put in places where they should be so that the game is still well paced out. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't had a problem uh, with the gameplay at all. Like, again, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and I, I think that most of you guys will too. Uh, next, uh, we can talk about like the, uh, the environment of the game and the atmosphere of the game, uh, which, of course, is really important for... I mean, for any video game, but again, for any game that's based off of any existing intellectual property, it's even more important. And for a game or for intellectual property that's as vast 
and as uh, atmospheric as Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you really got to nail it. And they do. Uh, and this next bit is actually going to tie a little bit also into the gameplay, and that is there are certain segments of the game that require you fly the Milano, the ship. Um, and even those portions of the game when you're flying in between worlds, uh, you you put on a set course. So it's not like you can kind of free roam between planets. So you, you are on a set course when you are uh, taking the, uh, the helm of the ship. Uh, but during those moments, you do have to kind of like navigate yourself around uh, like these uh, different asteroids or whatnot. But you also at certain points have to have fucking dog fights and, and space shootouts. And those are really fun. Uh, but as far as the atmosphere and the look of the game goes, I really, really like this look. Um, I think they did a great job of encapsulating like the different environments and different roles that you go to. Agreed. Yeah, dude, it is uh, a beautiful game. It really makes space uh, The vibrant. Final Frontier. Get the fuck out. Oh, okay. Get, get the fuck out. I thought we were... Stop uh, drinking your milk and go to bed. I thought we were doing something. We're no. not. Okay. Um... <laughs> Coming. Got totally distracted. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like very vibrant, all the places that you hit up. You hit a few familiar places that we have witnessed in the movie. Um, there's a few other new places, however, too. A lot of that are just like very uh, vibrant, bright colors or just like very dramatically different atmospheres that have totally different ways of working, different, uh, you know, uh, environmental laws that really fuck with how you can play, you know. Um, but you definitely see and go around some familiar places too, and some very familiar tones and themes that uh, the Guardians movie has kind of like helped to introduce, especially to audiences who don't know the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I agree, and uh, you know, this kind of goes back to show the the strength of the movies, particularly yeah. that first one. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, particularly the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh. Not to, I'm, uh, I guess this isn't really a spoiler, but uh, they, no, actually, shit, no, uh, never mind. I was going to say, like, they haven't technically revealed the identity of Peter's father and the game yet, uh, but they have said that he's, he is a Spartois uh, or Spartoi in the, uh, in the game, which is what he is in the comic books. Um, so they've already done a better job of... <laughs> Of getting Peter's dad right in the video game than what the movie did. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you mean it's not a planet? Yeah, what do you mean, like, his his father isn't Ego, the living planet? What do you mean Ego <laughs> isn't a celestial? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, did they make Ego a celestial? They in the made movie? him a celestial in the, in, the, uh, yeah, in the MCU. I forgot that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That really kind of fucks up what they got going for them. It does. Like uh, they clearly didn't know what they were going to do in Eternals. They movie really at that didn't. Point. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And also, like they put Celestials in Guardians One. Like they look completely different. They really did. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like so you guys, you guys knew what Celestials used to look like. Right. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, technically, go to nowhere, and that thing that's, is a that's the head. head. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's where they got the idea to make Ego a Celestial. I, I mean, don't know. Yep. Anyway, in the game, uh, <laughs> or in the comics, his dad is a guy named Jason. Uh, he's a, a Spartois uh, king. So mm-hmm. Peter's, by all technical definitions, a prince. 
Uh, and they, they even play with that in the game as well. I, and, and there's these beautiful moments where uh, you play as like kind of flashback scenes before Peter uh, was taken in the space. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Those are yeah. Cool. You, you actually like hang out with Peter's mom a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, get to hang out with, uh, with, with his mom and, and kind of see what Peter's home life was like. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you even get to, to, to learn how he got his name, Star-Lord. There's this fictional band that they put in the game that has real fictional music that's right. in the game. Actually, that's a good segue to this conversation piece, mm-hmm. too, because whenever it comes to Guardians, uh, again, thanks to, you know, uh, the influence of the first movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy itself, the name, the the brand, is synonymous with it has to have great music. And guess what? The game's got it, too. The game is all fucking over. It's super cool how they use music in the game, um, which I, I don't know if I want to go into it super heavy. I'll leave that to you. I would think it's a little spoilery to talk about how they utilize the music because it's not just background pleasant mm. listening stuff it, it really doesn't play just that you know yeah i, I yeah. know what you're getting into yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 uh uh the, the uh the music i do agree is is superb here they have mm-hmm. a great selection uh and i mean because peter still has that old beat up walkman that he uses and and uh, he plays he can play the music through the milano so like it's funny because uh, the crew, they know the music. Like, they've been together long enough that they know the music. And and there's even one certain moment where I won't get too spoilery, but Peter's trying to cheer up a certain crew member, and he does so by encouraging them to, to sing, uh, I, I Am the Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, but the, the music is also used to an extent in the gameplay. Uh, for certain moments, man, and, uh, you know, kind of used to, to jazz up the team, and, man, it also jazzes up you as the player. Hell, yeah. It's like, let's fucking do this. Like, every time one of those scenes comes on, I find myself pausing my game or just kind of, like, taking a moment of reverence to pay attention to what they're about to choose to be a particular song for those moments, you yeah. know, with the team play, and it's like, uh, which one they going to do now? I find myself, like, shazamming alongside the game just to be like, I got to know which one they use, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which, <laughs> and it was hilarious when uh, I got Rick Road, man. <laughs> that That's song is in the game. Yeah. It's in the game, yeah. <laughs> Never going to give you up. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Oh, that was great. Um, it really was. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the music selection for this game is great. And how they utilize the music is also Really well done, man. Again, I was I was really surprised at the quality of this video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoroughly surprised here, bro. It's an amazing game. Yeah, like yeah, literally. Uh, if there's a game that we have recommended to you, homies, this year, um, this definitely deserves to be the one. Yeah, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if we had discussions about another video game earlier this year. I, I I can't remember off, off top what else came out this year. Didn't the videos <laughs> come out this year? That was last year. Ah, oh, fuck that game anyways. Um, yeah. I can't think of another comic book genre video game that came out this year. So I think this is the one. I don't know. Or at least the one that deserves the most attention. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Especially like com- comic book based video games. I th- I'm pretty sure this is the only one. Oh, yeah. Now... 
they're, they're having some great games this year. Don't yeah. get me wrong, mm-hmm. but that definitely is just a comic book based one. That's like, fuck yeah, man, that's right up our alley. We got to talk about it, especially because it is a phenomenal video game. Great experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, just to kind of finish up uh, about the previous topic about the the aesthetics of the game, sure. it looks great. And uh, each place you go to does have its own different, unique look and feel. And as far as like the atmosphere of it goes, um, think God of War in the terms of God of War isn't an open world game, but you go to a section and then you can explore that entire section. That's more or less what that's Guardians a really is good like. breakdown. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's, that's really good. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, uh, I really dig that kind of layout as well. Um, it, it works really well for this game. Uh, the voice acting uh, we we talked a little bit about, uh, not a lot, but the uh, the voice acting is really great here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really dug the uh, uh, who they got to play each character here. And, um, you know, especially our, our main five, you know, you, you got to get them right. You got to. Yeah. And every one of them is spot on, dude. They mm-hmm. are so money. Every yeah. one of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and again, not to keep bringing up the Avengers, but because there's <laughs> such a such an easy comparison, one team-based video game against another. Yeah. Um, you remember when that game was, was about to come out, there's a lot of controversy about, like, the... Even the look of the characters in yeah. Avengers, because they were like they look like bargain bin yeah. Avengers or, or or whatnot. And uh, man, it was like I wanted to defend it, but at the same time, they kind of did, and it was hard to justify uh, the, the way that the characters looked in the Avengers game because it it was like are are they trying to be like the MCU or are they not and it's like the game couldn't even really decide no what it was really going for and really? i think they kind of fucked them over there they fucked and, themselves over because i was like again <laughs> like the arkham games never had to worry about that with batman or any of his characters spider-man didn't have to worry about that right uh i mean it was like yeah it's and and the the guardians don't have to worry about that either and i think it's because you can tell they're not trying to imitate any one kind of source material, right? I.e., the Avengers game were trying to copy the the movies, right? Uh, they were just taking things as a whole and then making their own thing with it. So each Which character, yeah, yeah. So it really didn't matter if the characters were aesthetically like clones or not, because they, at the end of the day, said, "Hey, this is a great idea. Let's continue with it." Well, yeah, they, they made their own thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they didn't they, say, they, hey, they didn't let's... clone it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness, because that's how you get... Well, I mean, like, clone <laughs> it uh, aesthetically, not uh, story-wise, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, even though that would be kind of weird as gameplay, I think they really went with the smart direction. Because everybody is very recognizable, but at the same time, they have, like, their fun... Uh, own look, and then of course there's also uh, you know heaven forbid we uh, forget about the cool costumes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so the costumes here are you have to look for them, you have to find them. Uh, but the costumes here are not only are they very unique, they all come from a certain place, and uh, so not to shit on another game that we've talked about, but you don't just get colored palette swaps for ah. certain outfits. 
but no, you get like full on articulate, cool looking outfits. Uh, you get uh, it's it's a different amount for kind of each character that you can get, uh, but that's for reasons because it's based off of existing looks. Yeah. Uh, for the characters, um, so the the character models themselves again, uh, you know who you're looking at. You know that when you look at Drax, that's definitely Drax Gamora. That's definitely her. But again, they don't look like any kind of. They don't look like they're trying to copy any one existing look of the character. <laughs> They put right. their own spin on it. Unless, of course, you choose the costume that directly says Guardians, uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. Yeah. Movie. yeah. But <laughs> even when you do that, they have those characters' clothes. But the models That's themselves. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The models themselves are mm-hmm. still dope as hell. Right. Yeah. Except for Groot. His is the only one because he, he, he has to. <laughs> his is the only one who, uh, like, actually changes. Yeah. Uh, because, again, the. He doesn't really wear a whole lot of clothes unless there are certain outfits, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, so even the outfit choices I thought were really cool because um, when you get it, when you get a new outfit, they even tell you, like, what issue from the comics that outfit came from or when it was first presented. Uh, so, of course, I really appreciate stuff like that. Um, the uh, enemies in the game... Uh, in the beginning, I was really concerned because I was like, am I going to fight gelatinous cubes for this entire game? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, what is this? Uh, but actually, there is a fun variety of enemies that you fight throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, so, god damn it, again. In Avengers, you just fight a bunch of robots. That's, that's all you fight in the game. What do you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh uh, yeah, man! Yeah. The comparisons are often because they are so stark in comparison. Yeah, like there's such a dramatic difference that they have to be called attention to. It, it does, especially when one is so shitty. <laughs> Dis- disappointingly so. I mean, just oh, the Avengers game is as shitty as the Guardians of the Galaxy game is as great. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. Um. I tried to uh, to pick up the Avengers game because you know they they gave a lot Again? of yeah they gave a lot of free content uh, mm-hmm. for the game so I was able to get the uh, uh, the Kate Bishop and Hawkeye uh, Clint Barton I was able to get the Kate Bishop and Clint Barton DLC as well as the uh, the Black Panther DLC. Why did you correct yourself? Uh, because technically they're both Hawkeye. It'd be like saying... I, uh, I okay, be, okay. I didn't know if there was like some dumb legal loophole you couldn't... Or they, as a game, couldn't jump through or some shit. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. I, I was wondering, because that was like a, a sudden correction on the spot. But okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, and then didn't uh, you also get the Black Panther character? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I said that one. Yeah, yeah I got Black okay, Panther okay. as well. Cool. I was distracted by the, oh. the, the Hawkeye thing. <laughs> um, did they feel any different? Um, uh, not not particularly. Um, and it was kind of the same thing. Like, I wanted to play it for the story to see where it went. But at the end of the day, man, even though it was free, it's like, it's, I, don't, I don't know if I have the energy for this. You know why it was free? 
Because they, cause they cause, care about the consumer. Because they knew their game was shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, so the, uh, the the enemy selection here in the Gardeners game, like I was saying, it is actually quite diverse. Um, you don't just fight robots. <laughs> uh, and you don't just fight gelatinous cubes as well. Uh, you get, like, a really fun... Uh, list of different aliens and mm-hmm. uh, and different humanoid type people that you fight uh, all throughout the game. Uh, and some of the boss fights, you have uh, familiar foes from the comics as well. Um, so they're a lot of fun to deal with. And uh, the as far as like the enemy AI goes, um, yeah, I mean like they're they're not like fucking stupid. And they they play their role well. I'm I'm not gonna say the like I'm I'm not gonna say that it's like the most advanced AI in any right. video game. But at the same time, at no point do I ever stop and say this AI is really fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, thank yeah. goodness. I, I never. Who knows? That might be the case if you play on easy. Yeah. Also, you might say the opposite if you play on uh, super hard. Maybe, but you know, most video games when you're just the difficulty, it's just. It's like Skyrim. Like the AI doesn't get any smarter or dumber with Skyrim. They just hit harder or less. Yeah, that's true. You still do the arrow and just like hide behind a rock. Yeah. Who goes there? Still works, yeah. Mm. Must be the wind. (laughs) Must be the wind. Uh, But uh, yeah, so the the enemy choice is really good too. And uh, it it plays in really well with the, uh, the plot as well. And uh, again, man, like some of the the deep cuts that they pull from, it's just a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, see, yeah, trying to think about anything else, man. We talked about uh, gameplay, uh, the voice acting, the plot, the banter. Uh, what would you give the game as a rating? A rating, yeah. Man, I haven't played it yet, so I'm going to abstain from rating it. Uh, other, I don't think that'd be fair. Not mm-hmm. until I actually put my hands on it and actually I got feel you. it, you know. So I gotta feel it. You gotta feel it, feel man. It. Feel it. Um, in the loins. <laughs> man, this game for for me it fires on just basically all cylinders. Hell yeah. Um, I love that. That's so good though. I mean that that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not. It's yeah. not. Uh. Man, I uh, have not thought about like the complete score for this game. I think, okay, okay. Uh, as of now, as of this uh, this recording, yeah. while I'm in the final chapter of the game, right, right. Uh, I think I will. Now, note in your defense too, mm-hmm. preemptively, because I know you haven't beaten the game yet. Right. Because heaven knows a fucked up ending could really change a final score. They could shit the bed. It really could. <laughs> and that would really change some numbers dramatically. However, mm-hmm. in good faith that they will uphold the ending to the game as truthfully as they have the entire game up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay. I will give my score and then I will, uh, I guess, for this bound. Uh, as of now, I will give it an 8.7. Okay. 8.7 out of 10. Of course, my brain thought of a score as well, and that's very close to what I thought. Mm. Again, eh, I, I don't have a right to score it yet because I, I, I don't feel so because I haven't played it yet. So I'll, gotcha. I'm going to play it and then probably talk about my yeah. score you know, later on. Oh, uh, yeah. If not on mic, at least off. Right. So, yeah. 
<laughs> or both. You never know. Both. Uh, both is good. But the reason I give it an 8.7, like, you know, even despite all the praise, uh, because this is still a, a new game, there are, as of this recording, still, like, certain issues. There are issues of screen tearing at times. There are issues of uh, of even the um, uh, the resolution at times falling, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the frames per second falling. Uh, so... Uh, I know, I think some people have reported it happening like at any points of the game. For me, I've only, I'm playing on the uh, PS4 Pro and I'm not even on the 5, uh, but I've only noticed it when the screen is really busy with a lot of action Mm. is when I've noticed it. Um, There's, uh, yeah, and that's, that's really right now um, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed is that it looks like it needs needs like a, a patch, some kind of patchwork to kind of fix some of the screen tearing. Yeah, uh, I, I've had I've seen one time when I switched outfits uh, with Peter, and I went to go pick up an object off the ground, and Peter's head disappeared. That was freaky. Uh, hey, at least he didn't T-pose. Yeah, he didn't right. T-pose. Yeah, like this isn't cyberpunk type, <laughs> right? Type glitching we're talking no, about. No, here. no, 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 no. <laughs> Hopefully nothing even gets like, close to that. Like, trust and believe, this this game is actually complete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's not a pantless Peter Quill out there. Right. <laughs> oh, oh damn. shit. Damn. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the game is great. Uh, open, ref- or open refrigerated doors and space llamas and everything. Hey, uh, Amen. <laughs> All of that will make sense once you play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think 8.7 is a great score. Uh, I, I think that it'd be great if most games could strive to hit a score uh, like that. Uh, so I, I definitely recommend this game. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and I would say, I would be so bold to say that... Uh, okay, so if you've read the Guardians comics and you don't really like them, then yeah, there's nothing then that can be done for you. <clears throat> but... You know, if if you're just kind of like, uh, you know, a middle-of-the-road fan of the Guardians and you play this game, you'll come out the other end a fan of the Guardians. Hell yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's my final rating, man, for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm-hmm. again, I don't know how this game ends yet. And, uh, well, let's go fix that. Let's, let's <laughs> wrap up this show and... Uh, Turn it back on, bro. You got Ooh. shit to do. <laughs> you are near the end of the game. I am near the I, end I of the game. I am tempting you. I want <laughs> to stay up and watch you beat this game. Oh, shit. Yeah, I am. Right I am. Whoa. Yep. Right now. Oh, right. What I say? We're recording right now. Do I need to repeat myself? You do, Did I stutter? Do not need to. <laughs> uh, I, I am right there at the end of the game, and I'm curious what uh, what it entails. Mm-hmm. Um and again, I uh, and I tell you what, um, we'll have like a, a, a. I'll make this really, really brief, mm. really, really super brief, guys. Uh, we're gonna talk about some spoilers here, so if you guys don't want to hear any of that, get the fuck off right now. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. If yeah. you are getting the fuck off, because yeah. we might have just had a bunch of people say, "Oh, oh, 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 oh yep, fuck yep. this episode." Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, uh, but for those of you who have already beaten the game or don't care about spoilers, uh, yeah, stick around for like the next five minutes or so. 
Uh, but with uh, the Universal Church of Truth being the the bit baddies here uh, in this game, mm. um, as soon as I was able to figure out that, okay, so we are going with the Universal Church of Truth, uh, my next thought was, oh, yeah, so we're definitely got to see Adam Warlock mm-hmm. in this game. And uh, and I remember very early on in the game seeing um, – uh, like one of the uh, one of like the, the little messages that you find, and somebody referencing uh, a, a character who sounded a lot like Adam Warlock. They never, you know, called him by name, but I was like, "That's got to be Adam." Uh, but then the game did a really good job in kind of, uh, I guess, subverting expectations. Believe it or not, uh, by saying that he was dead, that he had died in the war, uh, the Chitauri War, um, which is another kind of cool element that the game presents. How there's this big Chitauri war, a uh, Chitauri war that took place. Um, it, it, it feels like, like what the, uh, the comics did with the annihilation war. It feels like instead of the annihilation war, this is the Chitauri war instead. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool how they play that out there. Um, but I still did not think about, uh, about the Magus, uh, being, you know, kind of like the the big bad entity pulling the strings because even at the very beginning of the, of the game, you see the soul gem and you see like this uh, kind of metallic black entity uh, that, that has like no real shape yeah. uh, around it. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I know that that's an infinity mm-hmm. gem. Uh, never did I think it was the Magus until I saw it confront Adam Warlock. So I thought that was really cool how... You know, even with somebody who who was quite familiar with the comics, they were able to uh, to to get the jump on me with that. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a really cool surprise there. Yeah. Um, curious to see uh, how the story wraps, and I'm also curious to see if they leave any groundwork for a sequel. Curious enough to uh, turn it back on and keep playing <laughs> right now. Mayhaps, mayhaps. Good. Tempt me not. Tempt you I have. Tempt you I shall. Tempt you you did. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm curious to see like if they're going to do a sequel to the game, seeing how this one ends with the Universal Church of Truth, assuming that they're, uh, they're going to beat Magus. Because um, obviously there's room for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully enough of you fuckers buy the game uh, so that there, there'll be a sequel. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, while the Avengers IP is certainly worth more, um, I don't want to see Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix take another swing at it. No, <laughs> I no. think I'm think I'm good. Square Enix can continue to produce it. Sure, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but get get uh, Idios Montreal. Mm. Yeah, Idios. Yep. yep, Idios. Get Idios Montreal on this shit again. They know what they know. What's up? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah. And you know, in Crystal Dynamics' defense, I think maybe they were instructed to do a lot of that. Okay, that, that I mean, that's a legitimate uh, potential. You know, mm-hmm. that really is because fuck their instructors. All right, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Make it live action. Make it with the Avengers that everybody is familiar with. Oh, and put Kamala Khan in the middle of it. I think that those <laughs> were the instructions that they were given. I really do. Someone in the conference room, <laughs> like that one meme. What? <laughs> uh, what the sense make? 
But if there is a sequel, I do wonder if we'll get to see uh, Richard Ryder because he's mentioned all throughout the game, but he's MIA. Um, so it'd be cool if we do get to see Nova, if we get to see Quasar. He's also kind of mentioned in a few uh, places. Hell yeah. Um, obviously, Adam Warlock is in this one, but not not really as a character who you can control, uh, but he is still there. Um, yep. So I am curious. And also... Uh, they, they do purposely, I think, leave this door open that Thanos is still alive. Uh, so I wonder if uh, if he'll make an appearance at some point. Hmm. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a lot going on there. But uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about that uh, for a second there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but no, that's all I got for this, my friend. You got anything else on uh, Guardians? No, I'm good, man. Let's, let's do this thing. Cool, cool. All right, homies, that's going to be all for this, and hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, this uh, this review on the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. I know myself, I have thoroughly enjoyed it thus far. I uh, can't wait to see how the story wraps up, man. Um, there's a lot of really cool elements here, and uh, curious to see what it all goes to. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even even have me curious to look back at some of the comics and, and to see if, like, if there's anything that I missed Easter egg wise, I'm, I'm sure there are because they're Easter eggs. They're supposed to be hidden. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for this and homies. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Be sure to chip back in with us in just a few days when we cover the Eternals. We'll be giving our in-depth review on that movie. Uh, so definitely uh, keep us in your notifications. Uh, but that will be all for this and homies. Thank you guys again for listening in. Uh, my name is Superhero Q, and as always, I'm here with your boy, uh, the superhero homie, Kevin. His name is Kevin. Indeed. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was a very different sign-off. Like, yeah, wait, was. wow, our outro, man. Uh, yeah, but that's all for this one, homies. Uh, so we we'll see you guys next time. Hell yeah.